Garage Logic, broadcasting live from the office of the mayor above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Featuring the rookie on production, Chris Reavers, vice president of social media, and John Height in the newsroom. Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Commencing Garage Logic segment number one. Right here in the uh, TCL Broadcast Studios, I can tell you that it's 75 lovely summery degrees. Wet, humid, even a bit close. What? Close. close? I love that term. It's close. I want to start uh, and get this out of the way right away uh, in my role as the great denier. Right? Okay. I don't deny that the climate changes. I deny any efforts by activists to use that as a means to expand global governance. Got it. All right. You had the hailstorm the other night that broke the plane windows, right? Yes. Okay, you had a big hailstorm overnight in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Mm-hmm. A baseball-sized hail. And you know, as well as I do, that that will be reported, uh, probably already is being reported on cable news networks, for example. And then it presumably will be reported on uh, on the on the networks mm-hmm. with, a, with a real predictable bet that this David Muir character will lead with it on ABC. Right. And the reason this is, is because it's their agenda. It's part of their template is to present nature as something fraught with danger and that we've caused that. Right. Right. So I got curious. I don't deny that baseball hail would be inconvenient. Yeah, uh, I'd say so. It'd be costly. You know, baseball size hail can break car windows. It would ruin everything, right? Knock you on the, it could knock you right on your own melon and knock you out if not, it didn't kill you. Right, and so you're it, not, you're not calling Jurgen to get those, uh, those dents out no. via, you know. So I ice. got curious. Yep. And I did some hail homework, hmm. and you can, th- these internets are amazing. Yeah, you can you, find you, some good stuff on find some stuff. You yeah. can find stuff, you know. Uh, you can find all kinds of stuff. A baseball-sized hail would, uh, that would make me nervous. I'd, I would run for cover if I knew that was coming. Uh, according to Weather Underground, mm-hmm. in spite of enormous crop and property damage that hailstorms have caused, only three people have ever been killed by falling hailstones in the U.S. One, a farmer caught in his field near Lubbock, Texas, on May thirteenth, 1930. Okay. Uh, two, a baby struck by a large hail in Fort oh. Collins, Colorado in 1979. Tragic. And a boater in Texas in, in 2000. A baby. God bless it. Where was the baby? What, what state? Uh, where was the baby? I thought you said Colorado. Colorado, Fort Collins. Okay. Get the kid out of the storm. That's too late for that kid. Right. Here's a picture of Mr. and Mrs. Clarence Costner proudly displaying baseball-sized hail that fell on their farm in Norbon, Missouri. Uh Photo from Weatherwise Magazine, August 1976. Okay, so I, as I read on, as I got into it, uh, you know what the largest hailstone ever collected in the U.S. was right next door? An eight-inch monster that fell in Vivian, South Dakota on July 23, 2010. Really? Mm-hmm. What did we call it? Grapefruit-sized? Uh, well, I guess eight inches isn't big enough for uh, grapefruit. What's 11 minus three? Eight. eight. That's eight inches across. Right. Other instances, Verified. other instances of eight, 
Other instances of 8-inch hail have been reported in the past. The U.S. Weather Bureau's Climatological Data by Sections, Volume 22, Part 2, April to June 1935, mentions a hailstorm producing 8-inch diameter hailstones at Ponca City, Oklahoma, on April 17, 1935. Huh. All right. My point being, and we touched on this yesterday, it's only the result of people like Al Gore and Jerry Brown and other uh, devotees of of hoping that the climate change thing would catch on as a means to expand their own roles in and the means to expand government that and and the news gathering institutions were quick to climb on that bus they yes. were quick to cl- quick to climb on that wagon and and uh, and uh, aid and abet those who wanted uh, climate to be uh, something we're, we're supposed to change in that, uh, whether it be by uh, 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 carbon payments or, or what have you, right. they were dreaming up all sorts of new ways to increase governmental revenue streams if they could convince enough people that the earth was in danger because of man's presence on earth. Mm-hmm. And, and my point was before that movement, you would not have gotten the hysteria in the news report about hail last night in Texas that you will get tonight. It would have been reported probably, right. but nobody would have been assigning the size of the hail to anything other than nature. Right. That's nature a, made this one five inches, this one eight inches. Which is why I looked it up. Okay. I have this, I have state <clears throat> hail records. I even went and got state hail records. Okay. All right. Busy night at the suture house, huh? I did this today in show prep. Minnesota, six inch <laughs> six inch uh, hail in Edgerton on July 4, 1968. And again in Reading on July 28, 1986. Uh, Wisconsin, 5.7 inches across in Wausau, May 1921. Mm. California, Salinas, uh, 2.5 inches. That's nothing. September 21st, 1916. Uh, Washington, D.C., 4.15, May 26, 1953. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A 7.5-incher in Aurora, <laughs> Illinois, May 1st, 1933. There are more modern records, but I'm pointing out that this has been with us right. for a long time. Iowa, five and a half inches across. Dubuque, June 16th, 1882. And after the break, you'll get the other 25 states. <laughs> Why don't you just leave then if you don't like it? No, uh, it is interesting. By Ohio, four inches. Martin's Ferry, June 5, 1933. Maryland, Annapolis, four-inch hail across, uh, June 22, 1915. Missouri, a six-inch uh, measured hailstone. Nodaway County, September 5, Okay, but let me ask 1898. <clears throat> I'm almost done, Matt. Just hold on to your patience. Yeah. Uh, New Jersey, Perth Amboy, uh, only two and a half inches is their state record. June 23, 1906. Uh, New York, 1951, Pennsylvania, 1950, Oklahoma, 8 inches, Ponca City, April 17, 1935, Texas, 6 inches and 8 inches, Gay Hill, Texas, December 6, 1892, 6-inch hail in San Antonio, Texas in May of 1946, and I'll stop. Yes, your question? My question is... I'm trying to help GLers. GLers probably... I'm preaching to the choir when I'm talking to GLers, but I'm trying to break through to the people who live in Euphoria, Diversityville, and Liberal Lakes. You're buying a scam if you buy this BS. We've had large hail. 
In the 1800s, in the 1900s. Who knows? In, 19, in, in 1592, for all I know, what is now Texas had hail the size of Volkswagens. I don't know. Right. Uh, we don't know because they weren't keeping records. That's right. Now but question. my question doesn't have to do with um, climate change. But if you have that size hail, is it just, are there a thousand of those falling? Or is it just uh, somebody found a large uh, ice ball that fell from the sky? Well, it's an interesting question. I think I know how to answer it. Oh. In the storm reporting from last night in the Dallas, uh, in the Fort Worth Star-Telegram and the Dallas Morning News, the hail was reported in size from golf ball to baseball. Okay. So, so I- in a hailstorm, my amateur meteorological way to answer you would be, I would imagine in a hailstorm, uh, what, billions of hailstones fall, I would imagine, right. in, in a variety of sizes. That would be my answer. Because the, the devastation that would be left behind if it was a six-inch hail falling everywhere for even 10 seconds mm-hmm. would be would be and this is true all over the world i went i went i didn't limit myself to the u.s okay. I, I went all over the world uh europe europe's record uh, is a hailstone that weighed 2.14 pounds following a storm in strasbourg france on august 11 1958 that's a big uh big hailstone isn't it i got Liechtenstein. no i don't have that i got australia uh, what their record is nineteen ninety nine. Uh, well, there you have it. That's just a little. You know what that is? It's a primer. It's a primer for anybody who's going to watch the news tonight and be tempted to say, "Geez, it must be. This must be more proof of uh, man made uh, global warming right. or something." Look at the size of these hailstones. I no, wonder. They've been here forever. Right. I wonder in each one of those markets that you named, also, how many local talk show hosts advertised the hail sale. I don't even care. A hail sale. Come on over to, you know, Ford. We've had those here, I think. <laughs> the hail You know what? I would. Yeah, right. I know. Well, we've had, I mean, we've had hail here, too. Don't forget. Storm with stones larger than cricket balls. Some weighed over four pounds. Cricket balls? Cricket balls. <laughs> that doesn't do much Cricket for balls aren't that big. <laughs> some weighed over four pounds. How big could they be? That's nothing impress. doesn't impress me. No. You guys are crazy. The end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. D Day today. What year? What anniversary? Seventy-four. June 6, nineteen forty-four. That would be seventy-four years. Okay. And every year, I've begun to notice. I, I've told you before. I never read the Peanuts comic strip when it was being published when Charles Schultz was alive. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was something for children or something. And then I began to realize I can't miss it. I just can't miss it. And I've begun to notice over the years that every year on uh, June 6, 1944, the strip is Snoopy uh, with a helmet on uh, coming out of the water, swimming between all of the the metal spikes that were put up on the beach at Germany, uh, at Normandy, at Normandy. And, uh, I made a discovery today about a photographer I'm going to tell you about later. 
Okay. Uh, and I can link it to D-Day. You can link this yeah, photography? I mean, it's going to be, it's going to come along later. I okay. can link it to D-Day. Gotcha. Uh, Kim Jong-un's soulmate, Dennis Rodman, will uh, be in Singapore during Trump's summit with uh, the fruitcake. Uh, Dennis Rodman, also a contestant on um, the Fired Show, The Apprentice. So he would have uh, so dealings. So he's in with both people, huh? Correct. Uh, but it's, <laughs> what a what a sorry state no, this I'm, is. You know what? I'm beginning to love it. I'm oh. beginning to think. We're in so far that it's. You're coming out the other side. Okay, okay. I'll hear you out. If anyone can convince this insane, evil person to start feeding his people, and if that person ended up being Dennis Rodman, well, what the hell? Let's have a parade for him. We know it's not going to be Jimmy Carter, uh, a great peacemaker. No one else has succeeded. Right. We're down to we're down to Dennis bleeping Rodman, the worm, <laughs> known as the worm. Yes. Reavers. Uh, oddly enough, he's screening phone calls. Oh. Don't bother him. He's on a roll. I want him to look up. I meant to do this, but I got too busy with my hail research and then the discovery of the photographer I'm going to tell you about. And I had a great revelation in the discovery of that photographer. What's up, Brad? Den- uh, uh, Chris, look up uh, Dennis Rodman. Did he graduate from college? He went to... Was I don't even know where he played. Uh, did he start with Detroit? Yeah. In, in Illinois. He was a hell of a player. Yeah. But I want to know... For all I know, he's got a degree in political science. He actually is an extremely intelligent human being. Uh, we don't know that. Yeah, uh, right. North yeah. Central Texas. Yeah. And uh, then, we don't know <laughs> that. Southeastern Oklahoma State. Do we know if he got a degree? I'm looking at that right now. Education. He's been to North Korea five times. And now he's taking some of the credit for getting these two leaders together. Hmm. He'll be in Singapore. They're going to be at some luxury resort. Just a minute. What's line one? Uh, that would be Bob, sir. Bob? Yes, I have a comment on uh, climate change. Uh, uh, climate change is always occurring. All you have to do is look at you know tree rings, an old tree, and you can see that climate change is constantly occurring on this planet. I'm very well like aware of that. We're, well, it seems like we're politicizing the word climate change. Uh, to the point where uh, we're ignoring the fact that what's wrong with clean air and clean water for future generations? Well, we're not opposed to that. I'm not opposed to that. But when you talk about climate change, it's, it's you sound as though it's, you're politicizing it as, you know, it's Bob, okay. Bob, yeah? Bob. Okay, I'll slow Bob, down. Bob, yes. it's been politicized and not by me. Well, it's been I, politicized. I have, no, I, I love your columns and stuff. I agree with a lot of what you say, but I think what we're the point we're missing is we're uh, we're forgetting that future generations are really going to be dependent upon what's happening and occurring now. With, I mean, we're not doing the, we're not very good stewards of the planet. Well, do you think two, do you think a hundred years ago the uh, the people were worried about us today? That's a pretty moot point. No, it isn't, because the point is 
that our consciousness level has been so heightened when it comes to clean air and water that the voters of Minnesota, for example, voted in 2008 to increase taxes on themselves for the legacy fund for clean air and water. We're way ahead of the curve in this country. You could make this call to a talk show in India or China or Singapore, and you'd be making a lot more sense than you're making with me. Oh, that's a very valid point, Joel. Right. Absolutely very valid. I think Minnesota is ahead of the curve on that. I really do. All right. Thank and, you, Bob. But I, I, I think Minnesota is quite ahead of the curve on that. You make a very valid point in what you just said. I always do. My, well, <laughs> but my point, Joe, <laughs> my point, Joe, though, is it, it seems like if we discovered oil in uh, Glacier National Park or Yellowstone or something like that, it would be okay to put an oil derrick in. I'm not so sure that I would uh, uh, be in agreement that that would be okay. You know, but, I mean, a lot of people have that philosophy. No, the word climate change seems to be alarmist to a lot of people, and it, uh, they equate that with it's a job killer and everything else. And, and I, I just think that we're... We, we I got your point, it. Bob. I got it. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. What's line two? Francis. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. Well, that's what I'm saying, Joe. You just made a comment. Are you talking about your role as mayor, or are you bringing in climate change every time you say hail you? I'm wondering now. <laughs> think about that. All right, I will. Thank you. I think, they're, I think they're spelled differently. Good luck. Right. Yeah. I think it's spelled differently. Anyway, Dennis Rodman, the worm, will be, uh, and we're still looking to see if Dennis has a, has a degree, which is apropos of nothing. I'm just curious. And as the mayor of Garage Logic, you're you're suggesting that withholding all judgment until we we find out if this works or not. Uh, he attended both of those schools, but no word on whether or not he obtained a degree from either one of those right. schools. Uh, is John Height ready? John Height will be ready when we come back, sir. Dennis. Commencing garage logic segment number three. What's the name of that street, bro? Here's John Hayes. Thank you, Joe. Partly cloudy. It's 75 degrees. This update brought to you by Metafast. Twins and White Sox again tonight from Target Field. The two teams split that doubleheader last night. Uh, tonight, Jake Odorizzi pitches for the Twins. Former twin, Hector Santiago, <laughs> pitches for the White Sox. That'll be a lengthy contest. Yeah. Vikings running back Dalvin Cook took part in team drills yesterday. Of course, Cook suffered that uh, ACL tear last season against the Lions. Uh, Cook said the more reps you get, the more comfortable you get being out there with the guys. Cook's return to team drills marks a big step in his recovery after initially working only in individual drills during the first two weeks of OTAs. Cook says he thinks he'll be ready to contribute when training camp starts up in July. Says he likes his chances to return to the starting lineup for the 2018 season. Did you guys watch, back to the Twins really quick, did you guys watch the, the, the game last night? I saw parts of it. I didn't see the whole So thing. they got the kid, Latell making his first Major League debut. And his he had a large contingent of family friends that were yeah. at the game and whatnot. And apparently, according to Dick, anyway, during the broadcast, they ran out of shirts, like the the customized shirts in the clubhouse, because <laughs> all of the family went in there to order a 
number 52 <laughs> Latell jersey. So the, the uh, clubhouse shop ran out of customized shirts <laughs> during the game. That's interesting. That's a, uh, I thought that was kind of fun. That's fun. Yeah, it's, it's, I got it's, you. It's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. Fun. News ran notes. Shirts. Yeah. yeah. News notes. I'll just sit over here. It wasn't breaking socks. news. Any but socks they were trying to sell? Socks any stirrups? We got some socks left. I like, I like stirrups. Yep. News notes from today. Former Attorney General Mike Hatch won't run for his old spot after all. He's dropping Why? out. He's dropping out. He says he didn't know how many people would end up running for the spot Quite in the Democratic primary. We have U.S. Representative Keith Allison, State Representative Deborah Hillstrom, former Minnesota Commerce Commissioner Mike Rothman, former Ramsey County Attorney Tom Foley, and DFL-endorsed Minneapolis lawyer Matt Pelican running for that position. Uh, Hatch did say that Hillstrom, Rothman, and Foley all have a lot of experience would be a good fit for the job. He declined to comment on Ellison and has said Pelican does not have sufficient courtroom experience to hold the office. That should be his campaign. Vote for the Pelican. Spelled uh, P-E-L-I-K-A-N. That's close enough. A man who alleged... Pelican or Pelican? Pelican. We don't know. A man who allegedly hacked into Minnesota government databases last year because he was angry over the acquittal of the officer who shot and killed Philando Castile has been charged in an indictment unsealed yesterday. According to the indictment, Cameron Thomas Crowley, who goes by the name Vigilance, faces multiple charges, including three counts of intentional access to a protected computer, one count of aggravated identity theft. After the breaches, a person tweeting his vigilance taunted authorities by writing, Where am I? Clock is ticking. The person tweeted that the Minnesota databases were targeted in retaliation for the acquittal of former St. Anthony Police Officer Hieronimo Yanez, who was found not guilty of manslaughter and other charges in the 2016 shooting of Castile. The 19-year-old Crowley of Lionel Lakes was ordered held during an initial appearance yesterday in U.S. District Court. According to the indictment, he accessed the state's databases in June 2017 and intentionally transmitted programs, codes, and commands to state computer servers, causing damages at a loss to the state of more than $5,000. Crowley is also charged with accessing databases at two unnamed universities and an unnamed school district. So he taunted a little bit when he said, where am I? Yeah. And they typed back, you are at Crowley678 <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> we got you. Trump lawyer Rudy Giuliani said that after the president canceled the summit with North Korea, the, with the North Korean leader, excuse me, Kim Jong-un last month, Kim, in Giuliani's words, got on his hands and knees and begged to restore it. Giuliani's comments came during a Globe's Capital Market uh, Conference Did in Israel. Did he bark Israel. like a dog? Yeah, <laughs> come on. Uh, he said what Kim Jong-un got back on his hands and knees and begged for, it, which is exactly the position you wanted to put him in. Wall Street Journal first noted the remarks. Giuliani also expressed pessimism about any denuclearizing of the Korean Peninsula. He said, well, he thinks the North does want to denuclearize. He said they do not want to probably take, uh, make it a short timetable. They want to make it a long timetable. He's not sure it will happen. President Trump today commuted the life sentence of Alice Marie Johnson, who served nearly 22 years in federal prison for being convicted on nonviolent drug charges. The president's decision to commute Ms. Johnson's sentence came after he met last week with reality, uh, reality television star Kim Kardashian to talk about prison and sentencing reform. Kardashian tweeted that she was seeking clemency for Ms. Johnson, who is 63 years old. After the White House's announcement today, Ms. Kardashian tweeted, Best news ever. Johnson has already served 21 years of a life sentence after she was convicted on charges of conspiracy to possess cocaine and attempted possession of cocaine, according to the nonprofit Can Do, which advocates for clemency for nonviolent drug offenders. 
The president and Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau apparently had a testy phone call on May 25th over new tariffs imposed by the Trump administration that target steel and aluminum imports coming from Canada, including one moment during the conversation in which Trump made uh, apparently an erroneous historical reference. According to sources, Trudeau pressed Trump on how he could justify the tariffs as a national security issue. In response, Trump quipped to Trudeau, didn't you guys burn down the White House? Referring to the War of 1812. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't the Canadians that burned it down. It was Brit- really. British troops actually right. burned down the White House during the War of 1812. Canada. That's just, yeah, what, what was Canada back then? Right. Uh, Canada actually was on British side. No, uh, no I know that, but I don't think out, they were but, uh, firing on Washington. They were not burning down the White House. That was actually British. They were coming troops. down on horses with the maple leaf going, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> the maple you know? leaf. I remember uh, David Cassidy, uh, when he uh, was on stage, had the problems with his brain, and uh, we blamed it on dementia. I guess. Well, uh, a new documentary quotes the late Cassidy as saying he was still drinking in the last years of his life. He never had dementia. Is he alive? No, he's dead. Oh. People Magazine reported the former teen idol called producers of an A&E documentary after he fell ill and told them he had liver disease. In a recorded conversation, he said there was never any sign of dementia, and it was just complete alcohol poisoning. Huh. The former Partridge family huh. st- stars said he had lied by telling friends Jeez. and family he had stopped drinking. He died of organ failure in November at age 67. Produce- Do you know how much he drank? <laughs> I don't really care, we, Matt. We, I don't really care. I'd like to, I'd like to I, know. I think he wants to make some comparisons. I'd like yeah. to know. I don't think you're in his camp. Okay, no, I don't you. think so. Hey, I, that's, all, that's an endorsement. There you go. Uh, producer John Marks told People Magazine that Cassidy told them he wanted to be honest once and for all. A&D will air David Cassidy's last session on June 11th. KFC is devising a fake meat version <laughs> of their chicken nope. with the original recipe of 11, 11 herbs and spices. The menu move comes as KFC's UK restaurants seek to adhere to new British government guidelines that advise Overweight adults to eat just 400 calories at breakfast and then 600 more at lunch and again at dinner. KFC UK told the Daily Mirror it intends to cut the chain's per-serving calorie counts by 20% by the year 2025. Menu update later this year will include a reinvented veggie version of Colonel Harlan Sanders' fried chicken. I ain't no company. fake chicken. Yeah, even if I was a food critic, I would just say, uh, no. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't eating yep. <laughs> Other media reports uh, say the faux bird food won't come to KFC in the UK until 2019 and later in the rest of the world. Victoria Robertson, the head of food innovation at KFC, said it's a tricky challenge because our fans absolutely love our original recipe chicken. We won't be changing the Colonel's secret recipe of 11 herbs and spices. What do you think it tastes like? Chicken. Oh. Two Florida teachers are suspected of having sex in a classroom. In early May, according to a school district investigative report. Front of the kids? No, no, no. Justin Pinto was fired. Samantha Wilhide was reassigned to the school district of Lee County's administrative office. That, according to Rob Spicker, a school district spokesman. The two taught at Heights Elementary School in Fort Myers. According to a school district reporting document, multiple female colleagues also reported that Mr. Pinto made inappropriate comments and or sexual advances toward them during the school year. Pinto was a first-year teacher in the school district, was on probationary status when he was dismissed. Uh, Speaker said our contract employees that are probationary can be excused at any time for any reason. Will Hyde has been a district employee for four years. She's entitled to a hearing related to the allegations against her, according to Spicker. And a standoff at a Florida grocery store between a hammer-wielding suspect and local law enforcement ended 
in an arrest and multiple charges after one quick-thinking official dinged the suspect in the back of the head with a can of Bush's extra brown <laughs> sugar-baked bean. Oh, boy. 25-year-old Justin Stanford walked into the grocery store. They thought he had a gun because he came out pointing the hammer like, uh, looking like it was a gun. When they finally got inside to establish communication, they realized he had a hammer. Three officers approached the entrance where he was standing. He started to swing the hammer at them, then went back into the store. The video of the incident, he's seen uh, positioning himself, the uh, police officer behind the suspect, whose attention's on Sheriff Tommy Ford and Chief Joel Heap. At the moment, he said he saw two cans of beans sitting there, and he said it was like they were meant to be there. He threw them at the suspect, getting his attention. He actually had to be taken to the hospital to be looked at with the beans hitting him. He was arrested after the incident. Uh, Sam Ryan joining us next. Stop it. You just make a move. Joe Suchere. It's not Sam Ryan joining us in the uh, TCL broadcast studios. It's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We're at 75 right now. Just a beautiful afternoon after kind of a stormy morning. About a half an inch of rain fell and some places a little bit more than that. And a little hail and wind as well. But nothing too severe this morning. Didn't have a lot of reports of damage. And uh, after that moved through, the skies started to break up a little bit. We have partly sunny skies out there in 75, heading for a high today of about 81. 64 for the low tonight. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, less humid, beautiful day, 82 for the high. Then thunderstorms start to pop up again after midnight tomorrow night. Scattered thunderstorms on Friday and 82. Saturday, thunderstorms in the morning, otherwise clearing in the afternoon. Pretty good weekend, actually. 82 on Saturday, 81 on Sunday, mostly sunny skies for Sunday. Again, going for a high, Joe, of about 81. Right now we're at 75. Okay. I can take it out if you want. You can t- tell me in, in my ear. No. Yeah, take that out. Okay. Hey, uh, yep. I'm going to go completely off script. Oh, what do you mean by I that? was going to talk about all the people who want Keith Ellison's congressional seat, including Ilhar o- Ilhan Omar. Yeah. Who I suspect uh, holds deeply Mysterian convictions. Uh but I want to go off script. Okay. Plenty of time to talk about all the people who want Keith Ellison's seat. Gotcha. And Keith Ellison wants to be the attorney general because he he doesn't think consumers are being protected enough. I don't know. I feel pretty good about that. I I feel protected. I'm, I'm not worried. And I don't want you to be idiots. I'm going to ask you both a serious question. Okay. Uh, he He's coming back. He'll be back in a second. There used to be a group of people in the world, in this country, but I, I would say the world, And they were referred to as the beautiful people. You've heard that term. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I suppose the Kennedys, for example, uh, uh, would have been the part of the crowd that would have been known as the beautiful people. Here's my question. Who are the beautiful people today? And I ask this, uh, I'm prefacing, introducing you, uh, maybe many of you have heard of this photographer, but I only discovered him today. Uh, And I'm prefacing telling you about him uh, when we start the two o'clock hour. But in... In, in setting that up, I want to know, who are the beautiful people today? Uh, I suppose maybe Harry and Meghan Markle would oh, be? Yeah. Oh, sure. They're all over the place. Well, but who are they? What do you... I bet in, okay, I bet but... in 1955, if you asked that question, pretty much everybody would, would have rattled off 15 to 20 names. I can't. East Coast, Blue Blood. I, no, but who are they? Who are the beautiful people? Do you want to hear the what the most likely the answer is? I don't think you're going to like it. Okay, I'm going to say 
the majority of Americans mm-hmm. are going to uh, include the Kardashian uh, family. Unfortunately. Uh, you, you are right. I, are, I don't agree with it, but that's... No, you are right, and this is the revelation I, I had today. Oh, we're getting the Kardashian theory? No, I'm not. You not get that on the day. last day of my... that in five Damn. and a half years. What I had a revelation today in the discovery of this photographer. What? I'm not, um, I'm not teasing anybody. His name is Slim Aarons, uh, and I'll tell you about him at the top of the 2 o'clock hour. But I had a revelation in looking at his work, and I began to wonder, who are today's beautiful people? George Clooney and his bride. Yeah, I would. you're, you're probably right. Um, a lot of your movie stars. I mean, See, because artists. I, I, don't you think that, okay, the Kennedys in, in the uh, early uh, 50s and early 60s, um, they were America's go-to people. I think the the filthy rich right now, and let's exclude Paris Hilton. I think she's she's already been she's been there, done that. You're you're, you're mentioning to me the names of morons, right? But I'm saying the 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 extreme wealthy are are not given the attention that the Kennedys were way back or another. I'm trying to think of another prominent family that would have been. Well, you know what I add to that? It's not, it's not necessarily true that the beautiful people would necessarily be defined by wealth. I, I would add that caveat. You could add Melania to that list. Okay, I, I, I don't, there's no right or wrong answers here, but it'll, it'll be germane to what I want to talk about it at the top of the hour. I can't come up with any beautiful people. I don't disagree with you. I think right. Clooney no. and, and his wife would probably be considered the beautiful people. Uh, I really, I, I can't. Other than, <laughs> isn't it weird? But it I'm is. telling you, you know, when 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 America was fed a diet of Life magazine and Look magazine and the Saturday Evening Post and the photography was in its heyday, you, there was there was a, a set, a societal set known as the beautiful people. I suppose it would have been Grace Kelly. All right, I'm on the main page right now of People Magazine's website. Okay. You know, they're they're a publication. Yeah, okay. Uh, Well, a lot of it actually is about Kate Spade right now, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Um, Kendra Wilkinson is on here. I think think she's kind of C-list now, but not necessarily a star. And, oh, God, the Kardashians, yeah, Roseanne Barr. Oh, another way to say this, I guess, is there was a time when uh, people knew of a group called the beautiful people and they probably were people uh, i'm not suggesting that their behavior was i don't know what their behavior would have been mm-hmm. but what i am suggesting is that they were the type of people i think the rest of us looked up to is that a fair statement yeah okay who do you look up to who are not the beautiful the Kardashians. people i don't not no, of course uh, not the mayor you, the mayor the mayor I mean, you would yeah. be but yeah, you know, sure. beautiful i don't know Okay. You not I mean, so we're so topsy turvy that Dennis Rodman is meeting with Kim and the president. Okay. So who are the beautiful well, okay. people? When I in nineteen eighty seven, when I graduated, mm-hmm. I did I I really, really, really liked Donald Trump. I liked his real estate stuff. I liked his deals. I would have been unaware of him in nineteen eighty seven. Oh, the art of the deals. I don't I don't follow that okay. kind of nonsense. No, but that was you, way I was eighteen years old and yeah. I just graduated, but you would have been aware of Donald Trump. Well, he in knew who he was. Not, sure. I don't believe I would have in nineteen eighty seven. Really? What's that? That's you know why? Because he didn't years watch ago? Champagne Wishes and Caviar Dreams. I don't, I don't watch I'm crappy t- I don't I've never watched crummy TV. I've just, I just never famous. I never have. No. But I will say this 
Um, my admiration for him as I, you know, grew, came of age and grew up and got smarter. Well, I can answer you. I, I tell you something right now. When I think of the beautiful people, he would not even occur to me. But I'm saying back, back then he might way have. back then, oh, probably because he was on lifestyles of the rich and famous. Okay. Again, I'm not sure that wealth has to necessarily be associated with a group of people we would refer to as the beautiful people. But it doesn't. It, it probably historically and traditionally has. I was just going to say, it does enhance the profile, though, of, of uh, an absolutely, individual. Absolutely. I can't come up with a list. Uh, some type of <laughs> rock star? Uh, I... I a former president? I'd be hard pressed to include. I think I'm beautiful. Yeah, I think <laughs> so you're full I, of B as in B, S as in S. I do as well. Uh-huh. I I can't you can I, say crap. I can't come up with anybody. <laughs> I can't come up with anybody. Hmm. Well, interesting. Now I'm going to be. Uh, well, of course I'm going to be here, so I'm going to be. I'm waiting to hear what you have to say after the two o'clock hour. Now, remember, I'm going to link this guy to D Day. That I don't know how. Yeah, it's, it's a, pretty serious. It's, and a, it's a very, uh, it's a very brief link. A but link it's a, is a link, but it's a link, you know, because today is the seventy fourth anniversary of these souls who landed on Normandy Beach. So my dad's brother would have landed there today and made it. He got they got as far as he got as far as Saint Lo and then lost his life. So he hit the beach mm-hmm. and then they marched around yeah, for what a couple yeah. of days or I don't I don't know how long. Yeah. Interesting. Who are the beautiful people? Do they even exist anymore? Frequent emailer Kelsey just uh, I just forwarded it to you. He, he sent a photograph of you eating spaghetti off the floor when you dropped it. Oh yeah, I remember and that. And he said, beautiful people are not what they used to be. <laughs> That's, uh, I think that's still on our, uh, that was a great moment in the history. Is that still on the Facebook page? Oh, God, it's everywhere. Social media. Beautiful people. Yeah. Are not but what watching they used him to be. spill that was spaghetti. Damn good Parmesan. Chicken Parmesan is what it was. Today's Ray of Hope. Despite Ray of Hope Thursday being a day from now, I thought I'd brighten your day. Last week, get Ray of Hope ready. Okay. Last week, you gentlemen lamented about homeschoolers. Yes, we do give our children high grades, and that's Royce's rip, not mine. Our children high grades in most subjects because we can, and most often they deserve them because they're pretty good kids. Part of our curricula is garage logic, at least for mom. Secondly, poppets are common during recess. Those things we talked about yesterday, the other day when a kid got expelled. There will be no suspensions or expulsions for the children or mother. We are pushing back Julia Johnson. That's a ray of hope. Here's today's ray of hope. 1500 ESPN is... KSTP, St. Paul, 75. Minneapolis, it's 75. 